Hey guys, welcome to the fifth episode of 10 Years and Counting. I'm here with Andrea. Hi everyone. And we're going to be talking about mental health and dating. Uh, ideally, the easiest way to begin is when's the right time to bring it up. And the easiest way to start off with is don't bring it up on the first date. But Obviously, yeah. yeah. Probably <laughs> not. I don't think that would be the best uh, first impression to make on somebody. Yeah. It was weird. I was reading this article, and I know like the first thing that pops up is, should I tell my partner? And I feel like, obviously, yes. But I feel like if they're already your partner, it should come up at some point. Just assume you're going to listen to cats throughout the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like if you're acknowledging someone as a partner, mm -hmm. I feel like at some point they should know. Right, because that's the difference. You're not going to come up with it on a first date or maybe a second date even. But definitely yeah. if you are at that point where that person is considered your partner, you're introducing them as your partner, that is something that they should know. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like because the weird thing is that something that you're not going to be able to hide for long. Mm -hmm. I know for me it's hard enough hiding it from you. Fair enough. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I feel like if someone does get to know you, they're going to eventually know something is up. Right, even so. if it's not necessarily knowing what it is, they're going to realize that maybe at times you're a little bit different or yeah. people act differently or maybe the person they're with is being a lot quieter than usual or mm -hmm. not responding as quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think people can really struggle with understanding that, you know, from a mental health perspective, mm -hmm. that it's not just all about them. Yeah. And I feel like it's odd because I know with me is when I deal with it, I tend to prefer being private. But I can imagine if I'm with a partner, I say, like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Just leave me alone. It's like, wait, no, I want to know more. It's like that can get tricky. Yeah, well, I think, too, if you're also with a partner and you guys, you know, you love each other and there's that level there that partner that you're with is going to want to make sure that you're okay and it's going mm -hmm. to want to make sure that you're doing well and you're happy yeah so i think for a partner struggling with mental illness it might be even more difficult for their partner to really manage that and know kind of how to react to it in the situation yeah because it does become a lot of times about you know that partner trying to make the other person feel better even though the person may not necessarily need that in that moment mm-hmm and I feel like that also goes to that thing is that where they would want to help or mm -hmm. better understand it. Like, it's weird. I felt like I've learned more about mental health and relationships through, like, reading articles of people speaking about what they've gone through, through, like, trying to read an article about, like, steps on what to do, sort of, like, what we had to go through. And mm -hmm. That's interesting, but it's also then, like, realizing everyone's going to be different. Like, right. someone is going to be as open or understanding. <laughs> Pardon the cats, guys. That could, that could be this week's drinking game. Like, last episode was how many times Mike cursed. This time it could be how many times you hear the cat, cat meow. meow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it is definitely difficult, um, you know, just in terms of, like, when to bring it up and when is the right time to bring it up. When mm -hmm. do you know you're not going to send the person running away? How exactly do you bring it up? You know, do you just come out and say, hey, by the way, I've been meaning to tell you this. Yeah. You know, sometimes I struggle with X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, it, and of course I think it depends too on the level of mental illness. You know, if, if it's depression, anxiety, that's one thing. If it's full-blown schizophrenia or bipolar yeah, disorder true. and you have to be taking medications to manage mm -hmm. it, 
or you PTSD know, too. Exactly. Then that may come up differently yeah. and people may have a different reaction, you know, to those kinds of more severe mental illness, mental health illness than something that's a little bit less severe and mm-hmm. maybe needs therapy, but not necessarily, you know, relies on medication. True. That's fair. Um, I know I did, I forgot what article I read this in, but they sort of like had a system of how to introduce the subject gradually, which is like, okay, cool. They had steps and it's just like, hey, I have this. And it's like, wait, what? So (laughs) ideally the first step is tell them that they're important to you, which I feel Mm -hmm. like that's understandable. But even though I feel like before that, you'd be like, I have to tell you something and then like break it down. So like, okay. Right. Yeah. Which I think, again, like it, you know, depends on the person. I think at the point where you're thinking about seriously being in a relationship with someone or you are in a serious relationship, you know, that conversation's probably going to go a lot better than it would if it was your first Mm -hmm. or second date. Yeah, obviously. Um, You know, and I think telling somebody like that, it is important to stress that that person is important Mm -hmm. to you. Um, You know, because it also helps them come into a place where they're going to be probably a little more understanding and more willing to listen, you know, and and hear what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the thing is that if, like for example with like depression or anxiety is that it happens when it wants to mm-hmm. like the weird thing is oh you mean you don't just wake up one day and decide you're gonna be depressed and anxious oh no I've tried <laughs> no, it doesn't quite work that way no huh. yeah <laughs> like I'm just watching a sad movie it's like no no this this oh I guess this, it's not that easy I guess <laughs> no I definitely think that's true um, like it does you know people with depression and anxiety it isn't like something you know like schizophrenia where you're gonna wake up and be you know we're gonna have all these episodes and and stuff like this but yeah it definitely is something that um you know i think does kind of come up and does pop up and especially when we don't necessarily want it to Mm -hmm. you know it might be one day you're feeling great and then the next morning you wake up and you can barely get yourself out of bed and that's difficult i think for a partner to understand yeah well especially because what's it called um well yeah especially if it's a constant not, I mean, it is constant because obviously, but it's not consistent. Because, right. like, that's the difference. It's where you can have, like, weirdly enough, a month where you don't have an episode, mm-hmm. but then you could have another month where you have, like, two or three, and it's like, wait, what? Like, so it's sort of oddly enough, sometimes it could just be circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, something can happen and it yep. forces you to go that way, or another, it's just, yeah, like, like you said, it's just wake up one day. It's like, huh, all right, well, well there goes my week. <laughs> Well, I think it's also a lot about like communication, you know, because like you said, it's it's something that does come up, but you don't know when it does. So being able to say to the person you're with, hey, you know, I'm not feeling so great mm-hmm. or I'm having a, an off couple days and having them really know it's important for them to know, you know, what you're struggling with um, so that when you tell them that they don't take it personally and it's not, oh, did I do something? Yeah. Instead, it's more like, oh, OK, let me figure out, you know, what do you need? Mm-hmm right now true exactly. you know how can i best support you right now yeah i feel like yeah that is a difference between like what do you need and more like sort of like what i like not saying this is coming through like the Mm -hmm. significant other it's like more they might be thinking more of like what can i do to help instead of like what can i yeah sort of like like what do you need yeah you know they i think people tend to be a lot very altruistic a lot of times and they want to help um but sometimes with mental illness it's not so much trying to say oh 
I can do this, this, and this, what can I do? It, yeah. it can't really be about that. It has to be more about what do you need in this moment right now mm -hmm. as my partner to feel better. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because I know like the last part, it goes through like saying like emphasizing again that you care about the person and the relationship, which is understandable because it's odd because like the way like I read that, it's like, well, a lot of people don't, I don't talk to this about a lot of people. So it can be like, oh, I don't care about them. It's like, no, it's just, there's some people that's just easier to talk to than, yeah, I can't just expect to tell every single per person about this mm -hmm. because not everyone's going to take it the same way. True. Or I have like this one friend who, I don't know if he's going to listen to this, so, oh well. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember telling him, like I tend to do have like depression tendencies and he got insanely scared where it's like, oh no he's going to do something. It's like, no, that's not... I think it's different when you're younger because mm -hmm. you just don't know how to deal with it. That's true. Which I think that's understandable if you're 18, 19, and even probably even younger. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It depends on everyone. You have the sensation. You don't know how to deal with it. You don't want to talk to anyone about it. So right. it just like manifests itself to whatever it would be. And then you may think, you know what? There probably are easier ways to deal with it. Hence, why some people may kill themselves. But right. I think, but I think, like mental illness, though, in and of itself, is something that is difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. And it's not obviously not someone you're going to go, you know, around telling yeah. everybody, like, "Hey, this is what I have. You yeah. know, this is my diagnosis, <laughs> or this is what I struggle with." Because mm -hmm. um, it is really personal, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't really know how to react to it. Yeah. Um, or they react with their own biases, their own judgments. Yeah. Um, and then it can make that person much more hesitant to tell other people in the future, yeah. depending on the response that they get. Mm -hmm. And that was like my issue is that I had told him and I'm not saying it was negative, but it was more, oh no, I need to make sure like, it sort of mm -hmm. like became overprotective. And then, right. And then it ends up being more about you feeling like you have to protect the other person and assure the other person that you're okay when maybe... Yeah that day you just want people to leave you alone uh -huh. and let you do your thing <laughs> yeah. you know and talk to you the next day exactly where yeah i think i remember one time i was just sort of eh, it just wasn't like my day or week or whatever it was it's like hey do you want to like grab lunch or something i was like mm -hmm. well that's nice but i just ideally hope that it just goes to we're just having lunch and talking i don't want to like divulge what yeah, i'm speaking with but then again, I didn't set that expectation. So I was like, oh no, he's definitely going to want to talk about it. I don't know when, but it's going to come up. Might not be in the beginning of the meal. But, but it's going to at some point By come the up. end of the meal, it's going to come up and I don't know what to say. That's true. Well, I think that's also tough when you're in a relationship with somebody because especially if you end up living with that person, mm -hmm. you know, or it gets to the point where you guys are married or have kids together. Like yeah. you're around that person a lot, you mm -hmm. know, so that is, it is going to come up. Yeah. Um, especially if you're having an episode or you're having a few days where things aren't so great. Yeah. Which can be difficult in terms of managing that. <laughs> For sure. Um, oh, so I know like another thing was worrying that someone will know the full extent of every, like ideally I feel also if you have any specific mental health issue, it's, um, how much do you tell like mm -hmm. like if you just tell someone like obviously you have this do you just tell them everything obviously you probably would space it out 
or not right. to the full extent right away. Well, it also depends on the conversation that you're having with the person. Some people might be okay knowing, you know, if you say to them, oh, hey, I struggle with X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. they might be okay with that and just be like, oh, okay, yeah. and need time to process that. Yeah, exactly. Other people might say, huh, I have a friend that this, or, you know, maybe sometimes I struggle mm-hmm. with this, or maybe their response is just, okay, when you have, you know, these episodes, what do you, what do you need? You know, so I think it really depends on the person. Um, Because everyone's going to react differently. Yeah, it's weird. I I think I remember one time I told someone in the hopes that, it's going to sound awful, (laughs) that they would just sort of not want to continue. They would lose interest. Yeah. I think I remember this. Yeah. (laughs) Because I remember when I was reading like articles and just like, concepts of like just mental health and sorry to this person if you're listening Uh, i'd be (laughs) amazed but no (laughs) is that people are usually concerned if someone is going to stick around obviously depends on how serious it is or what level Mm -hmm. you're in because i'm assuming it not saying each person but like someone be like oh okay depression i guess i can sort of understand that instead of like bipolar schizophrenia that would be probably different so i guess it depends on that person but I it was like yeah I'm gonna talk about this okay they're, never, they're not gonna want to see me again and then they just wanted to talk more about it I was like oh no 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 that's not what I that's what happens <laughs> when things backfire on you well yeah it's weird <laughs> you, you would think that honesty is obviously better than lying but I thought like in honesty would like play in the favor you wouldn't want it to right so, so you would want someone to stick around if you told them this and I was hoping for the opposite which mm-hmm. was odd but and instead that person just wanted to talk more about it <laughs> yeah well I remember that when I was in college I just went to therapy for a bit and I remember it was like even more difficult just like because I think it was also just a process because it was my first time acknowledging it out loud that's true yeah because I think it's easy I don't know I I'm pretty sure with you you like probably noticed that some people take either They'll probably divulge things right away. Mm-hmm. Or they'll take like six or seven sessions. And it's like, I still have not gotten <laughs> anything out of this person. But I know eventually it will take place. Because it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to not break this person. But they're going to feel more comfortable. Right. I think that was like the better approach of what I was going to say. Because I remember that was an issue. Was when I was speaking with him about it, it was like, all right, cool. And I feel like we were like slowly getting there. But it was like insane insanely slow like I think it was like by like (laughs) session eight it's like oh huh I finally opened one little layer (laughs) maybe one and a half layers (laughs) one and a half wait no no probably one and a half but (laughs) but anyways I bet that's sort of like a similar perspective depending on who it is or how long etc that's true I mean I always find it interesting going on dates and people knowing that I'm a psychotherapist Mm -hmm. and that I sit and do therapy um, for a living yeah because it's very interesting the kind of things that they divulge or don't divulge Mm -hmm. I mean I've had people say oh so you're since you're a therapist you'll understand that I struggle with this this and this (laughs) and I've had people do that on a first date and to people listening to this um yeah newsflash don't do that on a first date even with a therapist yeah um but it's definitely interesting and you know i've had people say things and say oh you you know your reaction wasn't what i expected you were really understanding Mm -hmm. part of me is like well duh i do this for a living yeah um you know but the other part of me too is like i think it's important to be really upfront 
and honest with people about stuff. Again, not on the first date. Yeah. Um, but you know, at a point, because you want to let them know, I think early enough so that they can make, you know, an informed, this is going to sound really bad, but it's like they can make an informed decision about whether they want to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, because some people may not be able to deal with it. Yeah. And truthfully speaking, if someone's struggling from a mental illness and the person that they're seeing can't or doesn't want to stick around or doesn't think they can, then that's not someone you should be with in the first place. Exactly. You know, so I think on that hand, of course, or I guess on the other side of it, it is good to tell somebody, you know, maybe not after you guys are in a full, full blown relationship. Yeah. You know, but at some point it does need to come up. For sure. And I think that's, not saying like this is something that should be added into it, but I think it depends on your level or et cetera. But if you are going to tell someone this, I feel like also another thing to bring up is it's also not their job to fix you. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I, 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 would, um, I would assume that's going to happen at some point. Like, right. I'm not saying like right away they're going to think like, oh, I'm going to fix this. But it's also, I bet dealing you know dating someone who has like depression or anxiety or etc it's also going to be difficult on them mm-hmm. and ideally not saying like they want to fix you like this person's broken but more you just don't want to you don't want them to go through it right and i think it goes back to like what we were talking about earlier where they people generally want to make you feel better people want to make sure that you're good and you're happy in a relationship so it's mm-hmm. difficult for people that maybe don't struggle or don't have personal experience with mental illness because that is what they want to do you know not that they're thinking oh i'm going to fix it Mm -hmm. um but on some level whether that's consciously or not they they do want you to feel better so that is going to come out Mm -hmm. and it's tough on a partner to really be able to understand and deal with it which is why i think like you were saying earlier it's important to tell the person like you know i really care about you um and be honest, you know, say, I really care about you, but I also do want you to know, like, I do struggle with this. And it's, I think it's okay at that point, too, depending on how far things are to really, and also based off the person's reaction, because if they're freaking out, you probably shouldn't go ahead with it. But to even tell them, you know, I'm telling you this because I want you to know I care about you, but I also want you to know so that if there is ever a time that things get a little bit weird or that maybe I don't see my normal self, you know what's going on. Yeah. Well... It's interesting because I was like going through like this next part and I guess even let's say if you're past the point of explaining the situation and if it pops up, I've always thought this would be interesting. I don't know if this would ever happen, but also saying like how it affects friendships too, because I Mm -hmm. feel that happens a lot. Like I know one of my friends, he and two friends, they sometimes would go through an episode honestly odds are i wouldn't know about it but if i do know that they go through it Mm -hmm. but it's ideally a situation where we both know but if it's not serious it doesn't really come up because we know the scenario that we go through that's true (laughs) like we understand like uh i think he had like sent me a text something was going on i was like oh i get it if you ever want to talk about it you already know who you can go mm-hmm. to. You can go to me and obviously vice versa, even though 11 out of 10 times, I'm not going to be the one to <laughs> start the conversation. the conversation. Yeah. It's just like the other person is going to know. It's like, oh, you're there. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, well, you know, it's like, I know. 
I think that's something that like people who are in relationships with where their partner does struggle from mental, you know, illness, like that's something that's important to know is that sometimes you kind of just have to be understanding and note that the person maybe isn't having one of their best days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and instead of like we were talking about earlier, instead of kind of hovering and being like, oh, what can I do to make it better? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe recognize like, hey, they're having a rough day. All right, good to know. Maybe that person, I don't know, packs lunch or something in the morning or sends them like a cute text or something during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because a lot of it is about with mental, you know, health issues and mental illness is that person that's struggling in the moment, knowing that you're there, but not feeling like you're pressuring them to talk or not feeling like they're putting more pressure on you, mm-hmm. you know, to get out of it and snap out of it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's weird. I've never been told snap out of it. <laughs> but well, that's a good thing. I know. But I bet if I did, it's just weird because I've mostly seen memes about like, like mental health compared mm-hmm. to like how people want to deal with like physical right illness it's like oh you know just get up and walk it's like no you don't get it so i'm not going to right <laughs> i'm not saying like i'm not saying that that's the reaction but you don't get it so you're just going to assume that's mm-hmm. going to be like cool i'm just going to roll i mean i could just roll out of bed and do whatever i need to do but externally i can probably hide it but like deep down i just don't care right No, and I think that that's something that's important, you know, especially as you get further in a relationship with someone to be really upfront about that kind of stuff so that they do Mm -hmm. understand. Yeah, and I think at that point, that's where, oh. (laughs) Um, I guess, like, either if while that conversation is going on, if it's, like, the first or second or third time that you're talking about this, I think the end of the day is also just giving them advice, too, which which may be weird where it's, like, here I understand I go through this and you're you're like probably either if it's if it's their first time then okay you probably would want to give them advice or just giving them like something to read to better understand mm-hmm. it but also if it's someone who's already gone through that odds are everyone's different no exactly like, I bet like with me I'm pretty closed when mm-hmm. it comes to it but there could be someone else who's really open to just divulging their entire you know like yeah their entire kind of history and what their feelings or what they're going through in the moment yeah and I think that can sort of like go either way but it would be interesting just to give someone like writing (laughs) or like reading it's like here if you don't know how to deal with this here's a link or two I I don't know if that like that probably sounds odd but it depends on the person too yeah I mean I think for the most part a lot of people would probably appreciate that Mm -hmm. um you know, because it's also like, how do you respond to somebody telling you that they struggle from a mental illness? You know, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you're pro- most likely not going to be like, oh, you're fucking crazy. I'm out. Yeah. Also, sorry for cursing. Right. <laughs> um, That'll be another shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't had the cat meow in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you're not going to say Well, most people wouldn't say that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it can help because I think the bigger issue, at least what I see a lot of times, um, you know, just in the work that I do is people don't really know how to respond to mental illness and they Mm -hmm. don't really know how to be supportive and they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, And maybe having a, you know, a conversation or having an article to read that's like, hey, this is how you can help someone that struggles from anxiety, that struggles from depression, that struggles from bipolar disorder. Yeah. I think that's really helpful for people to kind of see and read and know. Yeah. And I think that would be interesting because I know... 
uh, like one of my, uh, you know, you're you're my best friend, but I also have another best friend. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember like my best friend had sort of told my mom about it, but that's just because she was concerned. Mm -hmm. But also, I knew I wasn't going to be the one to bring it up. And I thought the interesting thing was, also she did not saying like she didn't know how to handle it, but I think it was also odd because even before I knew whatever I was going through, I didn't even know how to handle it. So. But I think that also makes it difficult to talk about it with someone if they've never gone through it or understand it. It's sort of, weirdly enough, they think it's their fault. <laughs> right. But I think that also probably comes from them really not knowing enough about it. Yeah. And not knowing how to deal with it. Yeah. You know, because people tend to blame themselves and it can be really scary to find mm -hmm. out that your partner has... A mental health concern or mental illness yes. um, you know and I think that for a lot of people luckily they you know maybe don't necessarily deal with that growing up or mm -hmm. didn't have like a family member anybody really that dealt with it so that might be the first kind of experience that they're getting for which sure. is scary if you think about it yeah or, or also like imagine if someone like let's say if you didn't type what you had mental health or a specific illness and you didn't tell them but an episode took place right they're they're probably going to legit think it's because of them right exactly because you didn't have that com you didn't have like that setup but then again i think it's also understandable like understanding when to bring it up too mm -hmm. which could also play a factor you right. it's sort of that thing where you're like hoping it's like don't have an episode yet i'm not ready I'm not ready which <laughs> let this go a little bit further before <laughs> i decide to say hey by the way <laughs> please let me have that conversation before an episode comes up <laughs> Um, I think also, like, at the end of the day, I think it probably does have open communication. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's easy for me or you to, like, agree to that because everyone's going to have a different... Are they ready to talk about it? Right. But I think, like, if someone does know, I feel like then I think that that's where the open communication has to come through. Right. Where you can't just hide. <laughs> but then again... I'm giving advice on something I'm just not, I don't actually practice too. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's also, I mean, for me, I would appreciate it, like just thinking about it, even as, you know, a therapist, I think the first, second date might be a little awkward to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it's like three, four or five dates in and clearly things are going really well, you know, we're digging each other or whatever. Um, <laughs> completely dated myself using that term but <laughs> you know like if things are going really well and I'm thinking about pursuing something serious with this person you know like a monogamous relationship I don't want to you know be dating other people or whatever um, I do definitely think it would be helpful at least like for me when we're having that conversation of hey where is this going you know to maybe have the hey by the way I just wanted to put it out there but I do struggle from this mm -hmm. you know because that way I know going into it and it's not like you because the other thing is if you don't have that conversation you know kind of earlier on you may end up in a relationship with the person maybe you guys have been exclusively seeing each other calling each other you know boyfriend girlfriend or girlfriend girlfriend or boyfriend boyfriend whatever you know exactly. the case may be and then all of a sudden you get blindsided by this. Yeah. And it ends up being like, oh shit, I really didn't know this person, mm -hmm. you know? Or you have an episode and the person's like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then you have to say, oh, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, so I think, it's, I think it's, really, it's a really tricky 
kind of thing of like when to bring it up. Um, but definitely, I think if things are getting a little more serious, that's really important to bring it up then. Yeah. And it's interesting because I know with me, I haven't been diagnosed with depression, but I sort of read up on it and sort of understand that there's a comparison. But it's weird. I think I had sent you that article about ADHD and depression Mm -hmm. and like seeing how they sort of coincide with each other, not meaning that, oh, so if you have this, you're going to have that. Mm -hmm. But the idea that they sort of have similar Right, that there is some comorbidity of it. Exactly. And I thought that was really interesting because I remember going through this article and it was like divulging like different like challenges to it is to like dating someone who has ADHD. But then I also like realized how that could also go to like someone who could have depression too. Because I know I know like one of the things with me is that I have insane irregular behavior where and I remember like reading that like meaning what do you mean irregular behavior meaning that I can have different emotions in a day. Right. <laughs> Where I could be like really excited in the morning and then something just happens and now I'm just going to like close out people for the rest of the day. Right. Or it's like you wake up in a really good mood and, you know, full of energy and then all of a sudden, you know, five o'clock hits or even, you know, six or earlier mm-hmm. and your mood is completely different. It's like I just want to lock myself in a room and not see people. Yeah. Or I know like another thing with me is that I tend to like fidget a lot, especially. I don't even think like on a first date, I just think in general. (laughs) Like I remember, so I went on this date last Tuesday and she was talking about how she's like an introvert. And I know one of the things that she did that I do similarly is play around with paper Mm -hmm. while you're talking to someone. So like, for example, what I do is like, if I have the straw paper, I'll just start like breaking it up make it into little balls and then throwing it into or like placing it inside the straw she had like a napkin and just mm-hmm. like playing that around and then the worst part is it got me thinking huh does she uh, not <laughs> not assuming that just because someone's fidgety means they have mental illness right but it it's just also thinking that someone has similar behavior to you so right you so just, do they have similar right yeah. do they have similar struggles with you know mental health definitely yeah or another thing was just like inattentiveness mm-hmm. which is just me in general but then also it's also the weird thing about where you go on a date right because not saying like this has to do with like relationship this will just be like dating in general like even if it's a first second third or fourth or even tenth date i do get distracted easily and like for example if a first date's at a coffee shop Odds are you're going to look around to see if other people on a first date in a coffee shop. Right. <laughs> this is why I tend to go on first dates at bars to get a drink because well, it might be a little easier to focus on the person. You know that that might that might unless be the solution. Really, unless it's a really pretty bar, in which yeah, case true. I'm kind of looking all over like, huh, this is really pretty. Oh, like, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Like, imagine if you go to like a barcade. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, yeah, so that that's just going to play wonders with ADHD because it's like, oh, wait, yeah. no, I want to play this game, that game. Oh, wait, there's another person here who I'm supposed to be interacting with. Well, I think it also depends on what, you know, you're kind of looking for, like what vibe you're going for. Yeah. You know, because like barcades can be really fun where you mm-hmm. kind of get to, you know, know the other person on, I guess, like, I don't even want to say a more competitive level, but you kind of get to know them on a more interactive True. level Yeah. versus, you know, getting coffee or getting a drink at a bar or at a cafe where you, you know, are kind of just 
sitting there and obviously it's all about the other person you yeah. know and getting to know them on a on a deeper level because you guys are sitting there having multiple conversations mm -hmm. and then oh i don't want to say i have impulsive behavior because that just <laughs> popped up but then again that can happen because <laughs> for example like we talked about when like one day i'll probably not plan on doing anything and then it'll, that, that'll just be the day. It's like, you know what? I can do this, this, and that. And mm -hmm. for example, like we went ice skating today, but we planned that. But I bet like there'll be days where I don't want to do anything. And then out of nowhere, it's like, I want to try this. Right. Just for who knows why. That's true. I mean, I know we've definitely had days where I'm like, hey, what are you doing later? Let's go out and do this. Yeah. You know, because maybe I wake up and I'm not in a great mood. But then by 2 p.m. I'm like, I, look, I want to go outside and go do all of this. <laughs> You yeah. know, and I think that, <laughs> I, I think, you know, it might be tough on a first day to be like, oh, hey, by the way, I changed my mind. Let's go here. Oh, yeah. You know, but it no. might be like when you've been kind of seeing somebody more and more, you mm -hmm. know, it might end up being like, oh, hey, I was thinking, you know, I know it's last minute, but like maybe we could go out and do this or whatever. Yeah. I don't think impulsivity is always that bad. You know, some people also look for more impulsive people and don't like to plan things as much. So that kind of depends on the person that you're, that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I did, f I did remember reading this one thing where I thought it was sort of... I don't know if it was making mental illness... Giving mental illness like a positive spin. But like the idea is that like relationships always have problems. Mm -hmm. But like to think if that's the only problem, that's not the worst thing. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. Because that's the problem that you come... Not that I want to call it a problem, but that's something that you come in with. It's not yeah. something that's created in the relationship mm -hmm. itself. Well, yeah. hopefully not. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you would not want to be in a relationship that it, you know causes depression or anxiety or episodes of you know whatever you're you're struggling with. Yeah, and also like another thing is also trying to make that work. Mm -hmm. Like ideally, knowing that okay, this person is going to ideally always go through this right but you also have to make that conscious decision that you're going to make it work even with whatever it is that someone has right exactly which is you know like we were talking about earlier about the importance of saying it to someone at least not necessarily right away but mm -hmm early on into the feelings that start developing yeah you know rather than kind of waiting until you guys have been together for a while and then being like oh hey by the way <laughs> dropping this bomb on you for sure because <laughs> i know the thing with me is that my issue was like earlier on i just always bottled everything up right and then weirdly enough like a couple of years ago i sort of met a therapist at school to talk about it and i just realized for some reason that just was not going to be my solution at that moment but mm -hmm. i feel like that just happens I feel like even if you're someone that goes through it, you would go to therapy, but I'm not saying like that's not a solution, but right. I just think everyone is different. Well, I think a lot of people too, like that then brings up the issue of seeking mental health treatment. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately in this country, there's a kind of a big stigma still against mental illness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, or like what you were saying earlier, if you break your leg, you go to the doctor. Yeah. You know, and if you have depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar, you know, any of PTSD, any of these diagnosable mental health illnesses, it's not, you know, the first thought isn't, oh, I'm going to go to a, doc a doctor and talk to someone about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because people are, unfortunately, like, I think there's a lot of stigma and shame around it. 
Um, I mean, you know, I always say I think everybody should have a therapist at some mm-hmm. point and should go to therapy. Um, not just because I am one, but, <laughs> but you know, it can also really help and it helps, you know, it can help that person really get an awareness of what's going on with them and how to manage it. Yeah. You know, cause the other thing too is like, if you don't know how to manage your own illness, how do you expect a partner to be able to exactly. support you? Um, you know, and how do you expect to be able to have that conversation with a partner of, Hey, this is what I need from yeah. you when I have these, these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense no i get it a slight tangent (laughs) (laughs) oh no i'm the king of tangents so the fact that i haven't actually (laughs) gone off course yet is fascinating but (laughs) until now until now yeah exactly (laughs) and and it's also odd because i remember we were i I had like mentioned earlier that another thing that you could always bring up is for example like giving them something to read about whatever right. it is that you're going through because oddly enough if they don't know someone who has it or has gone through it themselves or whatnot they're just going to know based on like the overall picture right so That's true. like for example if someone was supposed to know oh someone has anxiety it's not mean they're always anxious someone's depressed does that mean that they're always depressed so right it's sort of what it is but then again also realizing that even if you are reading up on it that's not about that one specific person that's true you know it, it and it is a generalization yeah. you know everybody is different um you know but i think reading up on it can at least kind of help the person get an understanding of what the general you know the generalities if i don't think that's a word but anyway it yeah. is now oh, well. <laughs> the generalities of you know the <laughs> diagnosis are um you know and then that can also always be a follow-up, you know, conversation depending on if the person's open to it about, you know, what specifically comes up for you, mm-hmm. you know, um, or what, you know, maybe somebody with anxiety may not be triggered by certain things, you know. So I think it it then begs to have a follow-up conversation or a follow-up, you know, discussion about specifically what kind of goes on with you or you know, hopefully the part your partner is open to discussing that with you. Yeah, as well. For sure. Well, it's odd because like the way I think about it now, I felt like in this setting, it was easy for me to talk about it, right. even though I didn't like probably like dive into <laughs> me personally. But I also realized that I tend to write about it a lot mm-hmm. more, <laughs> and I feel like at some point, if I am dating someone and I'm gonna have to bring this up. Would I be more comfortable just saying, hey, just read this article I wrote. (laughs) It explains that. And, like, it's weird because I feel like even the, like, besides you and probably, let's say, four or five friends that I could think of at the top of my head, I've actually had a physical conversation about this. Right. Everyone else that knows about it knows about it through that article I wrote. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, I think it can depend on the person, you know, because somebody that you're with may want to read it. Yeah. Um, you know, and somebody may not want to go that in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it ultimately is kind of like what you want in a relationship. Do you want a partner that is like, okay, I understand that you have this or that you struggle with this. Let me know, you know, if there's anything I can do mm-hmm. or what you need versus the partner that's like, I know you struggle with this. I want to be very involved and help you. Cause yeah. that person that's, probably more involved is going to be more inclined to want to read something you wrote about it true you know but that's also a thing too is if you 
feel like maybe it's difficult to tell your you know your partner hey this is exactly what goes on with me mm-hmm. it might be worth having that conversation of hey I struggle with X Y and Z if you would you know if you would like I I write about it I've written about it I'm happy to show it to you you know if you if you want to read what I wrote about mm-hmm. it which I think that's the reason why I personally wrote it was because the way I thought about it is that I not entirely comfortable talking about it right but hey here's an article you can read about it and depending on what you think about it it's sort of like giving not like a quote-unquote ultimatum because that's not not about that life but it lets them understand what it is I go through exactly if you want me to talk about it more it's sort of like giving them like a not not saying a choice but it gives them kind of gives them an in yeah, to your world exactly. and whether they want to know more about it or mm-hmm. whether they are okay you know knowing certain things and not necessarily having to have all those follow-up conversations or like deep deep conversations about it exactly like if they just want to know oh i don't understand like well here you can understand it here right now it's weird because like even if i'm writing about it odds are there are points where i just don't talk about it like 100%, but I'm Mm -hmm. giving you the overall picture. Right. So, and then we could talk about it from there because I just think that's going to happen. You're not going to, (laughs) yeah. Ideally, odds are that's not going to explain everything, but it's sort of like, sort of like the prologue, like here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, prologue. And you know, it also gives that, your partner, (laughs) it also kind of gives them the decision to, you know, ask how much they want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. So I think at the end of the day, it depends on how you feel about it. Because mm-hmm. there probably are some people who do have mental health illness and don't talk about it with like either their partner or friends or close right. friends. But they probably may be more comfortable with therapists. Mm-hmm. So that's also another thing I never actually thought about where like if someone's okay going to a therapist and just talking about this but that's like their moment of speaking about it and then once they leave that office it's not really spoken about until they go back into that office right and I mean I've had friends who struggle with mental illness and do go to therapists you know and they've said uh, like one of my really good friends has said you know it's tough because I don't really want to talk to my partner about it um, you know and he'll ask like hey how was therapy and I'll tell him it was okay or you know it was triggering and I'm probably going to struggle um but in their relationship they were fine with just that okay um you know but again it's like different for everybody sure I mean I do think you know especially if anybody's struggling with mental illness or mental health concerns like you should be talking to a therapist yeah. it's also a little easier to talk to a therapist because it's not somebody that's intimately involved mm-hmm. with your life in the same way that a partner or a parent or a sibling is um I mean, on some level, I think therapists become more intimately involved than a lot of other people in your lives based <laughs> off what you tell them. Yeah. You know, but it can also be helpful to kind of process that with an outside person as well. Well, yeah, and I think that's the thing is sometimes if you're not comfortable talking about it, you don't have that perspective. It right. probably, well, yeah, I'm, most ideally therapists know how to handle different situations. We should. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I would hope so, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the goal. But, yeah, I don't know. That could go either way for anyone else. Yeah, definitely. But, 
so yeah and I just think like overall at the end of the day everyone's gonna have different solution for what they want right and of course you know like we talked about earlier too it's also gonna depend on the person you're with yeah. some people are gonna be more open more understanding and easier to talk to than others mm-hmm. you know who may like I said be accepting of it but not necessarily want to continue to hash it out unless that's you know somewhere that you want to go with it yeah and, and yeah it goes back to like your friend you mm-hmm. said like where some people are just they're there to sort of ask like how was therapy but not like go into a full-on conversation about it right but it's weird because like one person may think well that's not healthy but for them it is right some people need that separation yeah you know again like it all goes down i think to communication and having open communication with your partner exactly. which is difficult yeah <laughs> it's, not, it's not always the easiest thing you know to be really open with people especially because with mental health it's not you know like you're really it's not like society really gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling, yeah. you know, an open ability to talk about what you're going through. It tends to be a little more stigmatized. Well, yeah, it's like, it's interesting, right, Ken? Like, I was just thinking about, I remember when I had my cast, I didn't assume any, anyone would offer their seat because it's, it's in my arm. I can right. stand up. But <laughs> can you, like, imagine if someone asked for a seat, it's like, hey, you know, I'm feeling depressed. I have. See, right. Like, what? Exactly. Or, <laughs> I can't or I'm see feeling th- really anxious. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't watch This Is Us, right? No. Oh. But I have it on my list of things to watch. Okay. No, they did like a really interesting episode about anxiety, and I thought, and, like, it's like even just watching that episode, it's even difficult enough showing something that's going on in yourself. Right. Like in a physical manner mm-hmm. because I think it's like easy to see images of what I mean that's why I like where there's articles or even like websites where like people have sort of like the physical manifestation of what's going on in your right. head because some people just don't fully get that because you don't that's they're true. not seeing what you're going through that's true I think it's also tough you know to really fully you know I don't know not sympathize but empathize with people and what they're going through um, you know, because some people also aren't really good at putting themselves in other people's shoes. Yeah. And if that's the case, like, that's probably someone that's not going to be necessarily overly supportive or even adequately supportive of someone who <laughs> struggles with mental illness. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely went through everything that I wanted to talk about. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to chip in no i mean i think that it you know kind of summed it up talk to your talk to your person about yeah. what you have and be open for sure know, communications everything yeah it, see therapist if you need it and it's weird because i <laughs> and put that plug in yeah <laughs> yeah and i feel like at the end of the day that's right like um there are different solutions but mm-hmm. it's also like finding what you prefer right even though if it's difficult yeah and finding what works with that person because everyone's different yeah you know, so it kind of has to be on a case-by-case basis. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, it's weird because I remember last time I said my next episode was going to be next week and ended up being two weeks later. So I'm going to hope that it's within two weeks and play it from there. But you'll know when it, it'll come up. So thanks for listening. And also, if you guys, anyone who is listening wants to talk about it, by all means... I'm open. There's also the comment section too, which would be 
pretty interesting to see if that happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. And if I don't talk to anyone who's here, happy holidays too. 